You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tdnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tdnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BDE Elite. We are whatever podcast we are on whatever podcast app you found us on, and we are also live on twitch.tv slash upnext podcast and youtube.com slash upnext. Hello, Twitch and YouTube room. How we doing? Yes, welcome. It is Wednesday night. We watched Dynamite. We're gonna talk all about it. We're still in an Airbnb, so hopefully the Wi-Fi lasts. Yeah, and I just realized before uh, anything goes wrong, uh, I'm going to let you vamp so I can actually plug my computer in. (laughs) Good idea. Yeah, make sure it doesn't die during this uh, broadcast. Yeah, we're... uh... We're not at the BDE Towers. We're actually at an Airbnb because there's some renovations on our apartment. So we've had a lot of bad luck in the past little while. We just came back from New York and uh, everything just seems to not go our way. But you know what? We watched Dynamite tonight and we, uh, you know, we still have each other. And that's what matters. We'll always have each other. We'll always have each other. It's true. We won't always have this show though because no. as we said yesterday, we've announced the... The rebrand, which is going to sort of start coming into effect next month in December, um, which means we're going to we're always we're going to continue talking about AEW. But this BD Elite show on a Wednesday uh, is, at least for now, not going to be a thing. It will cease to exist. It will cease to exist. Pour one out. So next week, not only will be will we be celebrating St. Andrew's Day, but <laughs> right. uh, we'll be pouring one out. It will be the season finale of BD Elite. Series finale. Or series finale. I mean, yeah, we'll always, we'll still talk about Dynamite. We'll yes. still be doing stuff yes. about it, but 
doing uh, Wednesday night reviews for it every week uh, will we'll be stopping. So yeah, pour one out for this show, BD Elite. But we'll still be the BD Elite to all our people. We'll oh, still yeah. be the BDE, even if you're getting hit with that poison, Rana. Uh, but yeah, the changes coming to this podcast. We're going to be doing a show that's more like a uh, bit of an everything show, kind of like this show already is, just maybe uh, less uh, review format of Dynamite, but definitely discussing Dynamite every week, discussing all the topics, pretty much what we do uh, anyways. So really isn't going to be changing. Uh, we're hoping to have uh, a bunch of other podcasts on our feed as well as including some new shows that we can't wait to share with you in the future uh, as well as maybe more interviews and stuff but uh, as as always our dms are always open for any uh feedback support all that stuff we've gotten a lot of messages past few days saying hey the frog looks amazing can't wait so uh thank you people and uh check out the stuff that we have in co- coming in stores because this show bd elite uh will will be gone forever. What do we do with the the theme is my favorite theme we have. We got to keep it somehow some way for I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll use it. Yeah, I mean, somehow. I think occasionally we'll do like if there's a big dynamite like say a, a grand slam yeah. or or Pay-per-view. maybe winter is coming or something like that. Perhaps sure. we'll we'll whip out a a live post post review. Uh but it's not something we want to do every week moving forward. We 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 want to kind of focus on this new show um and and where we're talking more about other things. But don't worry, we'll be dedicating a lot of time to AEW still. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's the reason we're kind of branching out with our own name, just because uh, too many people think we're just covering NXT. So, mm-hmm. And we'll never stop. Up next, we'll, uh, we'll always go on. But yeah, uh, all some changes coming and some great uh, podcasts and content that we're going to keep creating for you fine people who listen and support us. We can't do this without you. And... A fine way to sneak in the plugs of patreon.com slash up next five bucks a month for North American tier uh, where you get access to almost like 500 podcasts. There's retro NXT reviews, pay-per-view reviews, movie reviews. This week we're doing a war games throwback of fall brawl 97, 25 years ago, chatting all about NWO versus the uh, WCW Horseman, if, I guess you could call it that in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. For those who know, uh, it's the Buff Bagwell version of NWO. It's officially the NWO versus the Four Horsemen, but yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily what you expect it to yeah. be. <laughs> uh, so that's a review coming out this weekend. And then uh, World Champ patrons are our super fans. Uh, Brent Nichols, who's our resident cowboy up in Calgary area, uh, he picks a lot of uh, some old school Canadian stampede wrestling. But... He's picked a Western, a 1993 movie called Tombstone with a stacked cast. So that's a movie review yeah, coming up. Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott. Yeah, based uh, on a true story. Yeah. Uh, and then we dig into uh, Kevin Costner uh, apparently leaving that movie and then starting his own. Well, don't spoil you, you just <laughs> No, but it's pretty interesting. We dive into that and uh, we, we get into some cool trivia about that movie. And it was a pretty fun movie. I've never seen it before. So... Uh, but all that and everything else out and there on the Patreon. Don't worry if you want to sign up now to the to the Patreon. It's the kind of name change and everything next month that won't affect anything. Nothing's changing. It's just uh, it'll just be a, a new handle. But as far as your account goes, it'll just like transfer over. Yeah, or maybe you're not already subscribing. You should hit that subscribe yes. on whatever uh, app you're using and stuff. But yeah, uh, so uh, we had a long week. Uh, we were in New York for the whole post-wrestling five-year anniversary. We gave out our shout-outs yesterday because we had uh, a hell of a time meeting all the, not even just the post-wrestling multiverse of podcast hosts, but all the different listeners and people from all over. So it was uh, super special and had a whole grand 
time. Uh, but then we also watched the pay-per-view full mm. gear after the show. We, we hung out. We, we went bar. We went to some bar whiskey something. American whiskey. American I think whiskey in New Jersey. I was so excited. I was kept asking where it was, uh, Tony Soprano's house. Uh, but we, um, we had some drinks. We hung out with some friends and then we lucked out because we all bought tickets like right before, right before the zero hour kicked off. Um, and then we basically all realized that Jordan and Way were sitting alone and there were some empty seats. So then we all weaseled our way into where we were all sat. We kind of worked out each other's sections we and could we, see could, each other. we could see each other and we're like, Oh, there you are. And there were a lot of seats by, by Way and Jordan. So moved moved around yeah so we had a huge group of us and then just watched the pay-per-view and uh, i had a i had a fantastic time maybe because i was sitting with so many of our which i'm not used to like we took a row a row essentially a two almost so it felt great to sit with a big group it was interesting because we started off sat together in um a, a section basically right opposite the hard cam yeah um so we had great seats for that um cage match that opened but we both sat there before it started. We watched the Eddie Kingston Jr. Akiyama match, uh, which was super fun. But we kind of said, I'm not feeling too hyped, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to enjoy it. But I'm not in the real mood to kind of be cheering and screaming and, you know, l- like I've been hyped for other, like, AEW or WWE shows I've been to in the past. And then when we moved... And the match is like, I, I thought the, by the end of that cage match, I thought that was excellent. And then by the time you're getting like the elite and the, the death triangle, the trios match come, we're like, all right, well, I'm not, not going to react to this. Yeah. And was getting more and more hyped as the day went on, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then the fact that we had all of us together, wasn't just you and me, cause we watch a lot of wrestling yeah. together, but being able to sit with everyone, it made it really enjoyable. And I, I thought it was a great show. I I wasn't too interested going in. I thought they will pull off something good, but like I, it, it won me over because I wasn't feeling well and I wasn't feeling particularly hyped about the show. And by the end, I I thought it really really strong pay per view. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, I rewatched the trios match just today mm-hmm. during the day, just because I kind of wanted to see it, and it's it was it was the same. It was amazing. Still, uh, yeah, this was an awesome pay per view. First, this is the first AEW pay per view I've been to, uh, not counting Grand Slam because it was TV mm-hmm. and All In doesn't really count either. But it felt good. It felt like it was packed. It had people going loud and screaming and doing all sorts of stuff. It's like what they what they really needed. And I mean, to to, to kind of bounce off that cage match starting off the show was really I good. Was really, we we got to see both their matches. Yeah. We saw the one in Toronto, That's and right. I think both matches were ones going in. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm looking forward to it, but not overly hyped. And I thought the Toronto one really delivered, and this really did as well. Yeah, and then uh, the trios match. I mean, the elite. Uh, I'm always a sucker for the Bucks and Kenny. They're my favorites, and uh, the the theme music, the entrance, the we way they of, looked. We kind of thought. That song was going to yeah. be part of it, and we were playing it the week before. Oh, I, I've been I playing it all song. week now. Yeah. Um, See, you you said you know it from Supernatural, and I know it from Anchorman. Yeah. And then uh, old music heads are like, "Yeah, I know it because it used to be a banger." Yeah. It's like, yeah, we know, but it's it's funny because the Bucks mentioned like their dad showing it, them using it in their Fed as a kid. Yeah. And then Kenny's like, "Yeah, I love Supernatural," so it all kind of yeah. <laughs> comes together of why they just really love that song. No, great, great song. Awesome match. Um, I mean, that was my match of the night. Yeah, sure. me too. I mean, not not like knocking a lot of the other stuff. I really enjoyed uh, Jamie Hader and um, uh, Tony Storm. Uh, now knowing that Jamie Hader is not the interim 
champion after mm-hmm. tonight's episode. But that match, I, I, I would say, like, I knew, I knew the history. We've watched a lot of them, like, outside of WWE and the whole story of them roommates and stuff. But then I thought the match just kept getting better and better. It just kept growing it, and getting. It was a really interesting match. I mean, the crowd was obviously with the, uh, the elite match and all the punk stuff. It was a, it was a hot crowd and a very vocal crowd and not afraid to share their opinion. But I found what I found interesting with this match is Jamie Hayter has been getting this, this natural like connection with the crowd and this buzz and but poor Tony Storm, who is just just a baby face. She's been a good fighting champion. And Jamie Hayter, like, she was just cheated every single way possible. And this crowd don't care. They're yeah. still behind her. It still felt like a baby face win. It was just a really interesting atmosphere to be in. It's like, I've never known to just everyone, like, Tony's done nothing wrong. <laughs> Same with MJF in the main event. Sure. Well, right. MJF, at least in that, it was him playing baby face. Right, right. Because Jamie was like using interference from Rebel, using interference from Brit, using the title Didn't as a matter, weapon. we liked it. Like all that, we're like, nah, we still, we just want to see you win. Uh, that match was awesome. Really got, the, I think that was the loudest reaction of the night was her finally winning yeah. that. Because the, the place felt like it was going off the, the whole Well, I, I, I felt there was a bit of a um, kind of, it was around the point where the crowd was starting to get a little tired. Yeah. And I thought they were tired during the beginning of the match. There was also... Um, MJF's mum in the beginning of this match was in our section and yes. there's a big like chant for her right. well for MJF and you're just like ah like it's funny but I also feel bad for the match going on yeah, right yeah. now and then it wasn't until like halfway through the match people were like oh this is actually pretty good yeah and, and getting into the crowd it. they won the crowd of, it woke them up as well yeah uh, and, and you know uh, we're famous now because uh, everyone loved our dancing we uh we love Jamie Hayter's themes. I mean, we love Jamie Hayter. She's awesome, and we can't, we are so over the moon that she won. But when her music hit for her entrance, me and you got up. I don't know if it was a mixture of the gummy hitting right then and there, or those uh what is it, coquitos from uh, Brandon from New from Jersey Brandon. that we had before the show. Those definitely hit. Uh, we were just it's dancing. Just a great song as well. I don't even it's, just keep it on loop. Yeah, all we day. we started dancing, and the, our friends filmed us with like thirty different angles. People in the crowd were losing it. And then Jamie won, and then we got up and danced again. Not only because she won, but we I mean, got that, to hear the theme was, again. That was the real thing. Like, yeah. her winning, we got to hear that theme. Yeah, so we danced, and then uh, our friends put it up, so I, I reshared it on, like, my Instagram and Twitter. And then a few hours later, I got a DM from Jamie Hayter <laughs> replying with the laughing face of crying emoji. She loves us. Good, she good. saw the videos of us dancing and she knows we're there to support her. So you can call us haters because damn right we are. Yeah. Yeah. That was great fun. Um, and yeah, what a, what a song. What a song. Love that song. I downloaded it. It's on my Spotify. Main event. I, I enjoyed, I think I found it fun and I thought it was a great crowd to kind of go along with the story. They were, they were playing, but they were, I think by the time MJF was coming out at the beginning of the match, he was playing up the baby face. So strong, so hammy. Yeah. We all knew a turn was coming. Uh, we all knew he was just playing us, but I think the crowd had fun with playing along, had fun with booing mocks and fuck you mocks and all those sort of chants. Yeah. yeah. By the end, when the, after the, kind of feed stops and we're still there. Everyone's going, thank you. Thank you, him. But it was almost pantomime. Yeah. You know, it was, we were playing along with who is the villain and who is the, the good guy here. My, 
my criticisms with the match is I thought they they had mocks like beat up MJF almost too much. Okay. You know, like we've seen MJF. I think he's he's really proved that he can wrestle. I thought his matches with Punk were great. I I've, I loved his match with Darby last year. But I think he could have got a bit more in because he really just had the... <laughs> the it, And it should have been. It should have yeah. been like Mox beating him up and him using the ring. I just thought it, we could have had a more entertaining match before the, the moment. Right. But I was okay. sports entertained. If that makes sense. I, I still really enjoyed the match. I definitely like, I will give AEW credit. It felt like they moved this pay-per-view along way faster than they have in the past and still giving people time, but I still was, it's still a lot of wrestling. Yeah. So I still was tired and I found myself, maybe those edibles still kicking in, but I found myself like, all right, this main event, I gotta, I gotta get hyped. And as soon as their music hit, I was, I was back in it, but uh, I still really enjoyed the match. Me and too. I think, I think it was definitely a way more bigger moment for him uh, the regal thing and then winning like there it felt it felt very special and mm. like yeah we've been following this guy for a few years now and he's been killing it and becoming like you know transcending to uh, a really big star uh just in the world of wrestling not even AEW considering the week he's had now calling out UFC fighters to now getting yeah. Conor Conor McGregor's attention today on so he while called, he's on a movie set. while he's on a movie set like he's he yeah they made the right choice uh making them the guy uh not disrespecting the other three, but don't call him a member of the four pillars. He's the pillar, I yeah. think. He became the homegrown. Oh, he's the big, one that broke. Exactly. Really, has broken really like uh, the crowning moment for yeah. him there. And uh, and can't wait to kind of see where we go in this like kind of yeah. new direction. Uh, other stuff on the show. Uh, uh, the tag match was good. There was that stupid like sort of a fight kind of near us uh, that we watched. That was really lame. It went on way too long. Yeah, I, I hate, hate that. Yeah, unfortunately, just took everyone's attention. Yeah, I really hated that. Uh, the four-way was cool with Jericho and, and those guys, but I still was like, why is this the match? It, it was good. It was a really good match, yeah. I thought. And I, I got into, once the two teams started breaking down against themselves, I, I thought it really picked up. It definitely picked but up. But yeah, there was a better use of all those people. And I'm still baffled as to what's happening with Garcia. Yeah. Uh, a Samoa Joe winning was kind of like a shocker, but something that needed to do to kind of spice... All of those th- mm. those storylines uh, up as well. We finally got to see Jeff Jarrett wrestle live. The the, the goal yeah, has been broken. That was we fun. Did it. Got yeah. to see Sting jump off. We shit. knew Sting was going to jump off something. He did. So you know that was pretty cool as well. Uh, Saray and Britt Baker uh, didn't really hit for me. Uh, the kind of storyline going into it, I think, was just a little all backwards. Uh, but maybe she'll be able to turn. Around. I don't think she looked bad. I-, I thought the match was fine. Yeah, and I, I almost think if the story going into it was better i think i think i think i'd have been a bit more forgiving with the match because i thought the match was completely passable i thought saria looked good saria looked good yeah um it wasn't a blow away match but i think the moment should have meant more of her winning this is her comeback match and i think everyone was just confused with the story going in is this the story of the the outsider coming into the company and taking on the like the staple of the company and who is the star or is the story Soraya retired five years ago and she's been cleared and she's wrestling and this is her big comeback. It's obvious what the story should be yeah. at this stage. It was weird. And, and I think it was just bundled, which made the moment kind of not feel as good. But I'll be interested. No real, no follow up with her at all on tonight's show. Just... Yeah, no Soraya. No Soraya tonight. tonight. Yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, and then, uh, Jade versus, uh, Nyla Rose, which after, which was right after Death Triangle, and I needed to walk in the yeah. smoke after that. And then I bought the worst fucking hot dog I've ever had in my entire life, which serves me right. Never, just hot dogs suck. Yeah, the food wasn't like, <laughs> the food in New Jersey. Well. Yeah, I paid, I paid $11 American, which probably means like it's like $47 Canadian. The tenders were all right. The tenders, and you got you quite go. a lot. Always go with the tendies and fries. Mm. But the hot dog was in foil, so I couldn't see what it looked like. Why are you getting a hot dog? I know. It was my own sucks. fault. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah, never doing that again. Yeah, Jade and Nyla really like, I, I kind of, I know why it's on the show. I like Jade a lot. Yeah. But the match had a lot to be desired. Yeah. I thought. Uh, but overall, uh, a, a really fun show. It's really interesting the difference between a four-hour pay-per-view and a four-hour TV show. Four-hour pay-per-view, I I think you get those, you get a couple of lulls, but you also you'll get a match that just wakes you right back up. I find the the TV shows because you've got the commercial breaks, you've got the dead time. Even in a match, you can tell when it's a commercial break in a match. Even in AEW, who t- tend to go out a bit more, you got way more kind of talking segments that bring you down a bit. Whereas a pay-per-view, it's like big match, like tiny break transition, yeah. promo package, a cool entrance, another big match. Right. It's, I felt like I was like, I was dead after Grand Slam and I was way more energized after this and I was ill <laughs> like at the yeah. time, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. that's, that's saying something like I thought the pacing was great. Yeah. And I felt that with like all out last year, but Grand Slam each time, once it's hit Rampage, I've been like. Whew. Yeah, uh, we've been to a bunch of AEW shows this year, mostly Dynamites. This was my first pay-per-view, and I flowed way, I felt way more like into this than I have uh, for some of the other shows. But they were all pay-per-view matches, so uh, I I know we were there live, but I'd say this is one of their their good shows. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, my match of the night was the the trios, which I watched back today and was still hit so good. So yeah, yeah. trios for me too. Yeah, uh, but just a solid show and had a lot of fun and hanging out with so many different listeners and stuff and. Uh, was was a blast, and uh, I can't wait to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Yeah. We will. We will. Well, uh, it's funny you say that, because I was looking at flights to Tokyo uh, mm-hmm. for January 4th, because Wrestle Kingdom 17 is uh, now where everyone said, hey, New Japan's in the mud. Uh, well, they're coming back, because I'd say one really big match, Kenny Omega challenging Will Ospreay, finally, one-on-one, uh, it's happening, and this is uh, pretty big news. Didn't we talk about this yesterday? Uh, we said we would talk about it on this show. Oh, we, we talked about it, did we not? No, we said we were going to discuss it on this show. So, okay, are you excited for this match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, no, I thought we talked about this in Kyrie and. Stuff. Well, we said that they've been the car, announced, no? but I okay. mean, did you watch the the promo from Kenny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. speaking in Japanese and calling him out. Uh, I thought Will Ospreay did a good job on Twitter because in the promo, when he finally mm. switches to English, he says to Will, I'm going to come back and save New Japan. This company needs to be saved. And Will's like, bro, you should probably focus on saving yeah. your own company right <laughs> now, uh, which I thought was funny. Uh, I think this match finally happening is super excited, but the rest of the card is pretty stacked. Uh, maybe we did talk about this yesterday, but I know that uh, looking today from some of the Dynamite episode, I'm wondering if. If we see other AEW stars pop up, I know obviously we're not getting Danielson, which a lot of people would want, but yeah, it is on. I, I think we'll see. I mean, FTR are going to be on it and Kenny. Um, I don't know about anyone else. I don't know how many they'll be willing to like give up 
on a on a Wednesday. I see. Yeah, I see FTR taking on uh, Aussie Open as a rematch. I think that would be sweet. But the fact that there's always a chance for um, the Bucks to be there as well, I guess the Cause, Bucks because Jericho they're, they're not doing a match seven that night, are right? They? Yeah. So I feel like uh, that. Yeah, true. It gives like the Bucks are not. Kenny's already not there, yeah. so you could do... So unless you do a tag on Dynamite with Bucks, I can see them resting the Bucks that way. Okay, FTR, Bucks, Aussie Open. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. That sounds wild. Yeah. Please do it. Don't Just don't fucking add the Torture House people, whatever their name is. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, this this is crazy. We're going to have Kyrie, who's now the IWGP Women's Champ, versus on uh, versus Tam Nakano, which is also crazy that that's happening. Uh, this this card could potentially be a killer. I, I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, it's now. way more excited. I've been. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stay. I think it's a Wednesday morning our time. If we're mm-hmm. Eastern, we're no, we're not Eastern time. Yeah, are we Eastern time? We're Eastern. Oh time, man. Yeah. Uh, so that means it's really early in the morning. But uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing it. Uh, Dicky in the chat says uh, Naito and Sonata will probably be added to that four women. <laughs> Naito doesn't have a oh, match. God. Your favorite. We need Naito on. Good. There. And where is oh man, I'm remembering Master Watto's on the card too. He's he better impress, uh, I think. He can wrestle, it's just a dumb gimmick. He's really... in the four way, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll... Ishimori, Takahashi, Despi, and Yeah, Watto. that should be good. That should, that be, should be pretty nice. good, yeah. Do I I'm wondering if we get Shibata or Ishii that like who we saw tonight kind of be represented. I don't think Shibata's wrestling in What about Japan? Shinga? Shing Shinga. Shingo. Shingo. He's not on the card yet. Yeah, either. what's he doing right now? Exactly. Mm. Need to fight. Shingo Jericho. Sure. <laughs> Book it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm super excited. I mean, I'm just, I think Osprey Kenny will just blow people's minds of what uh, they can do. And I'm sure that it won't just be a one time affair, but, uh, I'm super excited for that and definitely bringing in, uh, some people. My, a friend of ours messaged me the other day was like, I'm looking at flights. Is it cold there? I'm like, you're asking if it's cold in January. Yes, it will be, co- it will be cold there. It's like, all right, all right. I'm not doing it. Sorry. And- for this, like, like this, this has people instantly going, ooh, should this mm. be the, like, the time I do it? Like, if they announced this last two yeah. months ago, people, it's, mean, I, I can't. Afford no, that. no, but I, like, people <laughs> definitely, I think, would make up a mind to travel for, mm. for this match. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it is too late. I think you, you knew about the Jericho one way before this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Oh no! I mean, what's what month are we on? Yeah, it's pretty. It was around this time yeah. when Jericho attacked Kenny. It feels like the same thing, like this big, like oh, hasn't happened yet, big dream match. So, uh, yeah, does Kenny come out to his his old thing? I can see them doing it again in in, in North America. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Uh, uh, Kenny coming out to his old theme. I think his new theme. I think it's he's his he's new owned theme's better. Yeah, it's he's owned up to yeah. this this new one. Uh, so, uh, that's, uh, that's exciting. I'm trying to think of anything else. We got war games coming up this weekend. We kind of talked about mm-hmm. that. So, uh, so yeah, it's all, uh, all elite baby. Yeah. It's all elite wrestling. There's a lot to talk about off this show. I would yeah. say. Yeah. It, the beginning seems a day ago. Like, well, let's go to it. AEW November 23rd, 2022. They're live in Chicago, Illinois. Again? Uh, was it? Was it real? Which 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 venue were they at this week? Oh, true. Was it uh, Chicago, like Michael Jordan, Chicago, or is it like like three hours away, Chicago, in the suburbs? It's not three hours. Okay, like yeah, thirty yeah. minutes. Uh, I don't no. think it was Hoffman, but yeah, um, I don't know. Who cares? They're in Chicago again, um, and it's a hot Chicago crowd tonight. William Regal starts the show, and he says, "Do you want to hear from your new world champion, Mister Friedman?" Well. You will. 
next week. Ah. Mr. Freeman doesn't have time to go to places like, oh, where are we again? Oh, Chicago. Uh, <laughs> and everyone's booing him. Boo. He's on the set of a major movie and ice. people asking why. Well, why did you do it? What happened? Well, I sent an email to Mr. Friedman a week ago. And, well, I'm not telling you what that email said. And Mr. Friedman will be saying that next week. And next week, your new champion will be here. Um, then Daniel Bri- uh, Brian Danielson comes out. But, like, this first... I, I found this really jarring hearing. We've seen Regal as a heel before, but for years now, because he's pretty much taken his, like... NXT general manager job and then his set character is much the same in AEW. I found it quite a 180. Yeah, I, I love, I mean, we all love how he has like the pet names for people like Man in the Mask and stuff, but Mr. Friedman yeah. l- loved the little like, t- not just saying MJF for Max, like Mr. Friedman. So he he's aligned himself with him. Mm. It's very like, it's very old school wrestling. Cause it's like, we, this, this champion already is a talker, but now he's such a big star that he's not even here that his manager. On his first night yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah. Like it definitely old school vibes here. Ric Flair vibes. Uh, Regal, Regal being the villain that we all know and love here works really well. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Cause the crowd just loves this. Cause it's like shaking and stirring the pot, but you're supposed to be hating him. Yeah. So we're like, all right, I'm hating you, but you're doing a good job at it, but I'm hating you. It's really fun to hate you. Uh, and then Mox coming out, you'd figure this guy wants to rip his head off. Yeah, Mox, and he looks like that. Mox comes out, he's bright red, he's raging, he looks like he's going to kill this guy. And just as he's about to get face-to-face with Regal, Danielson runs out in his, in his, his toque. And yeah, no more, you, yeah, no more bullet club. Sorry, BCC gear on anyone. No more BCC gear. Rip. No more white t shirt. This is winter, winter Brian. Pour it out, <laughs> pour one out for the BCC. Yeah. Um, that was something we saw, uh, like after the show finished last week, uh, at full gear. Yeah. It's Mox was still just like unconscious. And Danielson and Yuta came and like woke him up. And he's like, what happened? And he's like, what happened? And it's like, you lost. And he's like, ah, fuck. And then you see them go like, oh, it was Regal. Regal. And he's like, what? Regal? Motherfucker. Like, (laughs) um, yeah. But don't trust a man in maroon. Danielson. Well, yeah, Mox was wearing that as well. Yeah, he shouldn't have. Didn't look good. Um, (laughs) Danielson gets between him and Regal and is like telling Mox to stop and says, yes, he did a bad thing, but you've done bad things before. We've all done bad things, but he's also got a bad neck and. He said two to what on his brain? He was like, there was, he's had surgery on his brain. Yeah, whatever. just don't hit him. He's don't old. hit him. He's like he's old. Everything. He's had so many injuries and things. Um, and he's, and Mox is like thinking about it, but he's like just shaking with rage. So Danielson slaps him to snap out of it. And then immediately is like, is going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, look, just he's getting on his knees. He's telling him to listen, listen, Linda, listen, Linda, listen. He says, look, I don't care if they're booing out there. Like, listen to me. Listen to me. You know those struggles you've gone through. My dad went through those struggles too. And this is bigger than wrestling. When my dad had those struggles, I didn't understand. And there was one man who did. And it was that man referencing Regal. And he's telling Mox to block out the crowd, listen to him. Because of this man, I was able to understand my dad's struggle. 
And I was able to love him because of this man, because of Regal. I love this man. He's saying, I love this man and say, say, imagine someone teaching your daughter to love you in spite of your struggles. This crowd are chanting bullshit. And Brian just pleads, save him for me because I love this man. And Mox is pausing. He's holding the ropes. He's shaking. He's He's so red. red. He looks like he's going to kill someone. And Mox grabs the mic and indicates to Brian to get the fuck out of the room. He does say get the fuck out. (laughs) Luckily not into the mic. And he goes nose to nose with Regal. He says, Lordship, I only want one thing from you. Simba, run. (laughs) Run away and never come back. Never come back. Run far, far away (laughs) and never, (laughs) ever (laughs) come back. Right now, walk and keep on walking get on get, get, get out of here and regal does that he slowly walks away mox looks like he's gonna fucking cry or destroy something um and yeah well i i love this i thought this was awesome i thought it kind of it made sense to me it felt a bit a bit less predictable wrestling stuff like you we all know danielson's history regal and yeah. i get it it's like yeah, like that was shit, but like still, like it's almost like he's still my dad. Don't be up my dad. Yeah, that kind of thing. I really liked it. I love all three involved here, especially when it comes to like the story and stuff. I think the BCC was getting pretty stale and wasn't working maybe the way. Yeah, I agree. They wanted to, so at least they can cut and move, which I'm like definitely. Uh, I love that it has me wondering what they're gonna, what this kind of means. Does Mox disappear now? We all thought he's going on vacation, but here he is, like still here. Danielson not being a heel whatsoever, just basically being like, please don't. He begs. He, he gets felt on like his a knees. real person. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it was almost like, don't, don't be on my dad. No so, matter what he did, like leave him, please. Yeah. So like uh, on one hand, I'm really intrigued on what they do. Like, does Regal disappear? Is this it? Does he ride off? Into I, the sunset? I almost found this, thought this was a write-off for Regal. I mean, they need him. a while. Yeah. They need him back in the fed for Saturday night. <laughs> War games. Yeah. It's the write-off. Uh, I, I MJF feel- doesn't need a mouthpiece. No. And I, I, I almost think this is a, it's an interesting one for, to write, an interesting way to write off Regal. It's almost like he's been banished. Right. And he can come back at some point, but like, if Mox is going to take his holiday, he's but, got shit to think about. But like. now it kind of made, like at one point, like I was figuring he was just going to beat up Danielson yeah. in, in return. So it's like, do we go that avenue now? Are they, are this, is this group, are they still boys? Is it the Blackpool thing doesn't make sense without the guy from Blackpool? Mm. So like, it definitely adds like, what's going on factor mixed in with like, I don't understand, but I'm intrigued. So yeah. it definitely works because of the, the acting of Danielson. I think it's time they use him properly, uh, here as a bigger, bigger, I'm not saying book him against MJF right away. Obviously, that's a big match you need Just to go to. Just big, interesting singles matches. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, go back to making him special. You want you want people to watch Rampage, keep putting him on it with like big matches. I feel like the BCC stuff, Jericho, this whole year just felt like a sponge taking him away. From, like, just yeah. get, go away from that and, and wrestle other people. So seeing him here as that Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, that was that was cool. I, yeah, I got, the, I got the sense this is putting like a little pause on this thing I, yeah. I i think we won't see regal or mox for a while right um okay yeah because i mean mjf is focused with will be focused with ricky starks now at least until sure like december 14th so 
Yeah, I, but I, I love this open. I'd, it was really good. I'd book Danielson versus MJF at the next pay-per-view. And, MJ, and MJF beats him. That's how I yeah, would book can it. can do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then you can bring Hangman back in the mix, hopefully. Hopefully he's doing all mm. right back home. Like, bring back some of the, the heavy hitters and book real feuds and stuff. Because they were doing a really good job of it last year. Like, sing, big singles feuds, I think they can do. They got the players for it. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee is asked where things stand between him and Swerve. And this is where Swerve shows up and Keith Lee just looks at him. He's still pissed and says, choose your words wisely. So Swerve takes his hand and covers the camera and you hear him say, let's talk without them. So they're going to have a private talk to discuss the future of their, their partnership. I mean, Lee walked out on him. So wouldn't Swerve be like, all right. Like I think that's it's well, a Lee had warned him, and I think I think Swerve is going to beat him up. You think he's and then we're going to get a sweet feud between these two. Yeah, uh, just let's go, like pull the trigger on that. Let's go with these two because these two will definitely have it. I'm wondering where Rick Ross is. Where's Rick? Like, was that he, just the one? He'll be back. He'll be back. He was too good yeah. to not be doing he can't this be, again. He's not going to be a weekly character, but he's <laughs> yeah. He yeah. can be on more for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm interested in this because I do think these two will tear the house down if they get to mix it up. Was Rick Ross the one holding the camera? You know that that's the big thing because because <laughs> AEW. It's a Tony Khan thing. They yeah. always justify when there's a camera there. You know, it's Brandon behind it. I think it was Who just was the holding cameraman. the camera when. Uh, I think it was just the cameraman. Because then he's like covers it and stuff. He's like, hold on. So he's acknowledging there's a cameraman. So. I'm not talking today. Oh, okay. I'm talking when he cut the the fingers off of oh, Rick Ross. You're, are you are you snitching well, on that, Rick no, Ross? No, that's, that's been the question <laughs> online. Who was holding Bro, the camera? You're you're saying that Rick Ross could potentially be associated to a crime that took place. You might want to watch out the yeah. the people in Miami. I, I didn't say anything. I'm just, I'm just asking. <laughs> I mean, question. you did actually. I'm just no. I, you said Rick Ross. I'm just asking who held the camera. People need to know. Uh, I want to go to one of Rick Ross's uh, wing stops. Do it then. Yeah, it sounds. I want it, like down south. The lemon pepper. It's good shit. Lemon pepper. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's okay. his. It's his flavor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we go to the North American Championship. Orange Cassidy taking on Jake Hager. This is the the battle of the hat. Uh, Orange takes his sunglasses off. So Jake Hager puts sunglasses on. Ah. Orange goes to take the glasses off with his right hand and Jake swats it away. He goes for his left hand. Jake swats it away. Orange goes for his hat. And well, Jake really swaps it away. And then there's these lazy kicks from Orange. Um, Hager fires up, goes for a clothesline. And Orange slams Jake's head against the turnbuckle, causing the purple bucket hat to come off. And now Orange is scared. Because Jake looks furious that this hat has come off. Sends, Orange sends Hager to the outside. And then Orange goes to put the hat on himself. And well, we can't be having this. So the JAS run into the ring. And now they're furious. Now Orange is like bullfighting with them. Like they're charging for the hat. And he's lifting up. Oh. And then Rocky Romero pulls Jake off the apron. Uh, Jake punches Orange off the apron. And he trust falls onto the best friends. And then Orange hits a like a springboard twisting senton onto JAS on the outside. Hits this huge stun dog millionaire on Jake, which looked really nice. Followed by a satellite DDT. Goes to the Orange punch, but Hager catches it into an enziguri. And then Jake puts the hat back on. Applies the ankle lock, but Orange breaks out. Hits the Orange punch and then a Casadora roll through pin for the win. 
And Orange retains. Yeah, uh, classic Orange Cassidy retain here. Like, it it felt like it was very, a lot of the comedy stuff, obviously, with the hat and everything, but matches in, obviously, with Orange Cassidy's, like, vibe. Uh, it, It felt to me like kind of a stepping stone, like, to where we're going. The fact that he just went, hey, you want to fight me? That was his challenge. So it's like, all right, like, it's just another easy, like, win yeah. for Orange here. Uh, the hat stuff isn't working. I felt like it was the fun thing when Garcia had his hat, the Kangle. And then everyone, like, oh, man, the Kangle. And that's like, all right, all right, Jake, now you do it with your hat. And he's like, all right, watch. And then, like, it's it's funny. It's a real, like, minor character. So. I, I find it quite funny. He's pretty but funny. I feel like the whole thing has been Jake has gone into... Tony Khan's office, and he'd be, he's like, I'm getting stale, I need something. Tony Khan's, I've got this purple bucket hat. He's like, all right, but what, what's the story behind the hat? He's like, okay, I'm going to write like a, a like a 12-week story about Daniel Garcia, which is going to lead to you getting this hat, and then we'll just forget about Daniel Garcia. Yeah, he Garcia won't be on TV movie. for really. That's This whole Daniel Garcia story has just been the origin story for Jake Hager's hat. Where is he? He was at ringside today. Yeah. I, I thought, oh, maybe they'll set up something between yeah. him and Garcia. But he was such a... So bizarre. He was just another stooge, like like yeah. 2.0 here. Yeah, there really we weird. Garcia was a highlight of the summer. And, 100%. And then was just left out to dry, not being involved in the pay-per-view when Sammy Guevara was instead. And then and then here it's not... Like, are we going to him versus Orange? He's already a champion. Well, that's what I questioned during it, but then no indication of that. Yeah, really weird. Uh, I didn't I didn't really get too into this match, but I got into the post match, definitely. Uh yes, the post match. Because QT oh, Marshall yes, comes that's out. That's right. Uh QT Marshall then comes out and uh sorry, the factory with QT and QT's speaking and he's like, Well, you're you're willing to offer out challenges to anyone. Sounds like he's gonna set up like a five versus one for the title or yeah. something. But then his mic gets cut off. And then the lights go out. You hear some creepy music. Uh-oh. A red light comes on. And Julia Hart is back. And she puts her hand in the air, poses. And the lights come back on. And House of Black are in the ring. They beat up the best friends. And then they take out the factory. Brody King takes out Camarado, which looked pretty cool. The two big men. And then uh, people are just running out to try and get rid of House of Black. And they're just beating out up all these jobber cops. And then hits the Dante's Inferno to some guy on the ramp. <sighs> that move is nuts, man. It looks great. Yeah. It's the like Steiner screwdriver, Steiner almost, screwdriver yeah. thing. Uh, Alice, sorry, Malachi Black gets the mic and says, Members of the House of Black, please rise. And the crowd stand up and the lights go out. Um, so it looks like they're just back and they're going to war with everyone. Yeah, I'm super okay with that. It got the crowd really hyped. It got my attention, uh, for sure. Especially when QT's mic went, got cut out. That's such a, it's such a running gag that everyone shits on QT, like Soraya. Yeah. Every, just the, every week someone mentions or digs, or ribs him. Uh, but yeah, this is cool. Put them back in the mix. Uh, I wouldn't, obviously we got the best of seven series trios title thing. I think keeping these guys away from that right now is fine until you go into the feud with Death Triangle and they're the ones to take it from them. I, I would imagine. Yeah. But then, like, it's a shame because they could be such a hot act that you could spin off Ma- Ma- Malachi into a bigger role. But right now we have a heel world champ, so. I, I think they should 100%. Once the best seven, whoever wins that thing, they should be the next challengers, yeah, for, for sure. sure. And, and they that should can win. be a pay-per-view 
the pipe view trios. Yeah, match. hell yeah. But yeah, uh, cool to see these guys back. It, I'm glad that they're Good back. to see them back. Yeah. Obviously, there was all that weirdness over the last few months with where they... Did they ask for their release? Were it's they like, going? Yeah, were it was just... Break? They were finally clicking and getting like good reaction and working really well together and being a really hot act. And then it's the stop happened. Yeah. So it was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm happy that they're back for sure. We get a video recap of the cage match with kind of Jungle Boy just talking over it and saying, he's happy you won. <laughs> he's just really happy. He needs something else to do now. And then we go to our Eliminator Tournament final uh, Ethan Page comes out with Stokely. Stokely introduces him, and then Ego cuts a promo saying, Ricky will be crying after this match, and so will all of you lot, because you're all losers. Yeah, he says everyone in Chicago's a crybaby. Yeah. Uh, and we go to the match. It's Ricky Starks. His ribs are all taped up, because he had those back-to-back matches last week. Uh, and Ego's just targeting the ribs, um, and then starts winding him up by doing some jumping jacks, going, basically, look, I'm 100%, and you're mm. all beaten up. Uh, Ricky then catches Ethan with a spear, uh, and then Starks goes for a suicide dive, but Stokely pulls Ethan Page out the way, so Starks just eats shit here, lands right on the floor, and this makes Stokely get ejected by the referee, there's a superplex from Starks, followed by a swinging neckbreaker, and then a nice, like, run-up-the-rope tornado DDT just spiking Page. Page then launches, uh, fires back up, and launches uh oh yeah he does this move it's you know like the devil inside where you launch the guy up from the yeah mat. yeah he did this with both arms launching him right onto his back into a power slam which looked really nice yeah here. very nice goes to the ego's edge but starks rolls through for a pin count and then hits another spear followed by a third spear for extra measure and one two three ricky starks wins the eliminator tournament and will face mjf out winter is coming yeah, I think the right move. I know that there was the storyline with Ethan Page and the firm and MJF, but I'm kind of happy it's not going that way. I just find Ethan Page too similar to MJF that it would kind of clash with the heel it, versus heel. Because this was meant to be on the pay-per-view. Right. Wasn't it? Yeah. And I think that the, I think if it was that, you'd go into this match more going, okay, well, if Page wins, maybe MJF is a babyface. Whereas yeah. if Starks wins, maybe he is actually with the the firm. Um, but it was a it was a foregone conclusion for me who was winning this one. But yeah. I still got into it. I thought it was a a good match. I think it's going to be the problem with the actual Winter is Coming match because Ricky Starks isn't winning this thing. Yeah, there's definitely it doesn't feel like kind of the past ones, the past two really, where they're really big challengers that yeah. you could buy that. Uh, not disrespecting Ricky Starks. He's definitely on a great run. I'm so happy. He keeps impressing. I just don't... He's not definitely not in that, like, territory yet. Yeah. Of that. But, but I'm hoping it will be, like... A great match. A standout. Like breakout, a, a for breakout sure. A breakout match, for sure. Um, and can elevate him even in loss. But Absolutely. it is just, like, when you look at your previous years, it's like, okay, that's the one we're going for. But yeah. also, we're moving into the future as well. Hell yeah, mm. the future. From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $4 Coors Light Tall. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha ha ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour from 3 to 6. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. 
right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, we get a, a recap of Jade Cargill confronting Bow Wow um, <laughs> and getting escorted out because Bow Wow keeps on like... Hitting What's going on on, on AEW? Yeah, I mean this this one I saw coming from a while a while back where they were they were tweeting at each other, and uh, not that I follow Bow Wow on Twitter. I just mm-hmm. want to make that really clear. Uh, but it shows, you know, when she yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry I keep on seeing Elon Musk and I don't follow. Him, so. Uh, so Bow Wow and Jade have been uh, talking shit. So she pulled up and they there was a pull apart and it looks as if. It's it's all a work, and we're gonna hopefully. There's only one way. Don't don't tease us with Bow Wow trying to fight Jade unless Bow Wow is gonna fight Jade and wipe the floor with him. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. The, that he was in Like Mike, right? I think that was the I movie. Do you even know who Bow Wow is? He's this guy. He fancies Jade. You don't know who Bow Wow is, do you? Jade. Have you heard of Bow Wow before this? I've heard, yeah, we're daft names, probably. Isn't there a little Bow Wow as well? He is. He's he, little Bow Wow. Well, he's not little anymore. Why, he, not, why he got fat? <laughs> well, he's just, he's old now, so he's you can, not. You can be little and old. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like he, he made it a, a life choice to not be called Lil. You're right. I mean, your name was Lil, so. Is Wayne still Lil? Uh, yeah, he's still Lil. But isn't he old now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bow Wow wishes he was in that, uh, that tier, but Bow Wow... Uh, I didn't know Bow Wow was on. His, uh, it's like his own tour. He's on tour oh, yeah, with yeah. people. So Bow Wow's touring. I don't know if it's a uh, big venues, but uh, hey, maybe maybe it is. But yeah, when, when's he coming here? Bow Wow tickets. Millennial tour. <laughs> is that the tour? <laughs> yeah, like Mike. Let's review like Mike. Uh, everyone will be happy. <laughs> uh, let's go to Santa Clarita. <laughs> is um, that? Is that what he's going to fight Jade? He's going to oh, he's going to be at the Whiskey A Go Go in Hollywood. Um, that's that's a bar. Oh, he's coming to New Jersey in May. Nice, we could have hit him up. Yeah, let's go to Frenchtown, New Jersey. We're playing bad. Um, so yeah, Jade tried to fuck up Bow Wow and got she it, would eat it him, bro. Yeah. I, like I need to see this match now. I mean, I don't really need to, but like. <laughs> so she's then interviewed and she says, ah, "I don't want to talk about Bow Wow. Like he's nothing." 
Uh, Red Velvet is back. Yeah. She's back from her injury. And Mark Sterling comes out, still her lawyer, and uh, has kind of made it official that there is no comment, officially no comment about Bow Wow. <laughs> they will go to leave. And then as Kira Hogan goes to leave, he says, nope, hands her some papers. We no longer leave, need your services as you didn't live up to expectations. Whoa. So Kira's out and Velvet's back in. Wow. The the baddies are breaking apart. So this had been something, if you listen to Shot in the Dark. Yes, every on, week, on this feed. Uh, has been kind of happening on Dark a bunch and sort of Rampage where where um, Jade has like been mad at Kira and kind of kicked her out a few times, but now it's official. Well, it's done. I think it was a pretty bad move because now she's going to go hang out with Bow Wow and give Jade secrets away. Is that net? Is that? The- it's got to be it. Oh, I like that. It's got to be it. I like that a lot. You can't actually have Bow Wow fight Jade, so now you have Bow Wow being Kiera Kiera Hogan's corner. So who would Jade have? Jade Shack is Shack coming. <laughs> is Shack coming back? Bring back the Shack. Yeah, Shack maybe. and Jade against Kiera Hogan and Bow Wow. Wow! Now you're excited. Yeah, that's great. Did Shack used to be Little Shack? <laughs> Lil Shaq? I don't think Shaq ever was Lil. He came out his mama the size he is now. I love the the shakaroni. I'm sure we've we've talked about this before. The macaroni? No, the shakaroni. The the pizza he advertised. Oh right, yeah, yeah, right. Sorry. It's just extra cheese, extra pepperoni, and I'm like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, smart man. It. Yeah. So like, how do you like it? Just a lot of cheese, a lot of pepperoni. Yeah, shakaroni. Slicey hot. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're getting the return of Shaq. I don't think Shaq's coming back, but... Uh, Where did he go? <laughs> I mean, he's got a job. Uh, he's on TV a lot, but you know, I don't know if Bow Wow is. But he, he vanished, didn't he? He did, he like, vanish. He literally yeah. van- He literally disappeared from the... He had a Michael Myers moment. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, still... AW's wild. Where's Rick Ross again? <laughs> we go to match two in our best of seven for the... Trios Championship, Elite versus Death Triangle. Uh, Sorry, Shaq literally disappeared in yeah, that's what I'm That was a real thing. Yeah. yeah, that actually happened. I'm like, did that happen? That sounds ridiculous. And I'm like, no, wait, that did happen. They got that angle. Holy shit! Sorry. I think was it was it shortly after Undertaker retired? It's like, okay, we'll give him this gimmick. We were robbed of Shaq versus Big Show, and I'm never gonna get over yeah. it. Yeah, I got it in the Battle Royal in didn't, Dallas. Yeah, it didn't count. Was Michael Shea in that one? Uh, no, no, that's so- <laughs> that's one. Diamond Dallas Page was. We need Shaq versus Satnam Singh. Yeah, that's where we would go. Oh, that was something I liked in that Jarrett match as well. Satnam just manhandling Derby. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. So it's Elite versus Death Triangle match two. The Elite are getting booed here right off the get go. Yeah, there's loud CM Punk chants. Fuck the Elite chants. You know what? To be fair, I we we weren't there. We're watching here on TV, like a lot of others. But I got the vibe that there was a lot of CM Punk chants, and then there was a lot of fuck CM Punk chants, and then there. I swear, I heard uh, we're conflicted chants. Like we can't we can't decide what to chant for. I almost got the. Uh, I got it more so anti-elite, but I also kind of got it as, again, pantomime. We're sort of playing along here. We're in Chicago. We're going to cheer for punk. But, right. like, I think any other week, like, they'd be, like, cool with the elite. Is the feeling I got. It's like, oh, New Jersey was very foxy and punk, so let's be a pro Of punk course, guy. yeah. They're yeah. Chicago. They're going to be. I feel like next week it'll go back to being. I think it's only going to be. I think elite is going to be the more over 
thing in most of these matches. Probably, because they're there, if they're actually there live, yeah, so it makes sense. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, this match, very interesting, with mm. not so much the match itself, which was still really good, obviously, with the six people in it, incredible athletes, but... I think the talk is coming out of some of the stuff that happened in this match. Automatically, we're, we're saying like, how do you make uh, all these seven matches feel different? And this one, right away, like I can differentiate from match one because it was match one was like the elite's hometown advantage, right. almost this crowd. Match two was very uh, death very triangle, death triangle hometown advantage. Even though the death triangle. Are the heels. The heels, yeah. sort of, kind of, in this. And then the elite just playing with it. Yeah. Um, the, the match on, uh, on Saturday was like, I preferred, but yeah, I, I thought this was a lot of fun too. Yeah. And I'm glad it wasn't just a repeat of what we saw on Saturday. So I'm not sure if you saw, uh, I know Observer posted it. I, I think it was with, uh, Sports Illustrated. I'm not sure. Kenny Omega did an interview, uh, mm-hmm. t- today it came out and, um, it's, he, he made it clear that it's not the elite versus CM Punk and encourages fans to just let it go. Just like wrestling. And then I watched this match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I found it funny on commentary. I think it was Taz was explaining, um, this is not every match is for the title. The winner of the series will win the title. Sure. And then Taz just goes off and he's like, cause apparently we've got a, spoon feed everything uh, like apparently that wasn't obvious and clearly like people were like is every match for the title or yeah it? yeah yeah quite funny yes because in the world series you win the the world series every night every night you win it yeah um anyway there's kenny and phoenix start the match and phoenix is uh still conflicted and torn about what he had to do last week he's ashamed of himself he doesn't want to cheat and kind of offers his hand, apologizing as a bit of a truce. Kenny nods and he's like, okay, then shakes his hand, hits him with a V trigger. And the elite just start beating up Phoenix. There's a sky high from Kenny for a two. And then a spling blade on the floor from Penta. Kenny starts to set up for the Terminator dive to just a sea of booze from this crowd. So he does the, the go to sleep oh. sign, with his, the sleepy hand sign. Definitely uh, ears perked up. Eyes opened up for that. Uh, Kenny then hits this kind of crazy... Sorry, Phoenix hits this crazy corkscrew to the floor. There's a back elbow and Pac uh, checks his nose because Pac is wearing a protective face shield here. From last weekend, yeah. a broken nose. So he gets elbowed in the face and has to leave to kind of check his his mask, allowing Matt Jackson to just PK him in the face and then hits a beautiful, like, the praying moonsault... Uh, to the floor. Kenny then bites Pat <laughs> on the arm, no less. Right in, right on screen. Yeah. And then there's a snap German from Pac. And Pent comes in, just lets rip on everyone, hitting these Tillswell backbreakers. The Elite then isolate Pac and rip off his mask, hitting a triple super kick to the face, followed by a Kenny Omega V-trigger, goes for the one-winged angel, but it gets blocked by Pac. And Kenny hits the go to sleep. Oh my goodness. The GTS one, two, pack kicks out. And then Phoenix does his running the rope PK. There's a low blow from Matt Jackson. And as he gets out a hammer, uh, that Brandon Cutler hands him, he's going to use the hammer, but Penta comes up behind him, pulls out a hammer of his own, <laughs> cracks Matt Jackson in the head. 
allowing Death Triangle to get the win and go 2-0 up. Damn. After the match, you could see Phoenix is like, what, we cheated again? Come on, guys. Disappointed in you. (laughs) And then he's like, ah, but we won, though. Yeah. Uh, Another crazy match. Uh, I remember watching this. As soon as the bell rang to end the match on Saturday, I turned to all of our group, and we were all like agreeing, we could watch this match every night. And, well, they did, and they're going to do it seven times. So uh was not bored instantly. Like it, like you said, it felt like a different match because now the story is the Bucks were kind of slighted that the guys used the hammers. So now they're, they're ta- yeah. the dirty tactics are are both sides because we know the Bucks and Kenny I know how to do that. I think it's more interesting as well going – I mean, when it, when you see a proper like series, yeah. it's way more – interesting when someone goes two or three down and everything is then to fight for. Yeah. You know, if you just traded it, you win one, I win one, you win one, I win one. Gets a bit yeah. like predictable. Uh you could see them adding gimmicks to some of these, like a no DQ, street fight, ladder. Like or a tornado thing. Oh, like, lucha rules, yeah, exactly. I'd like that. Um you could see the final being a ladder match for sure. Yeah, like, that could be something pretty crazy. But uh, another thing But that- also it doesn't need it. Like, no these- I- I'd be interested yeah. in switching a gimmick up, but it also these need it. these six guys are amazing. Uh, would wa- wrestle? Let them wrestle for a whole hour in the last one, honestly, and they'll still tear the fucking yeah. house down. Uh, incredible. I said it before. I, I'm a huge Kenny and Bucks mark, but uh, the the Death Triangle guys are insane. Lucha Brothers, Penta is my fucking mm-hmm. guy. They also brought up Penta showing up on Monday Night Football, which was everywhere on yeah. social media. Huge. Huge. Yeah, I was at spot. work and I just look up at the screen and we got the 49ers game <laughs> Couldn't on. Avoid I'm like, that, yeah. That's, that's Penner? That's fucking awesome. That guy, uh, Kittle, I think it was. Uh, Kettle, yeah, he's a huge Penta fan for, for years mm-hmm. now. And like seeing that kind of rub for real, like NFL and AEW, that's so awesome to see. So that's great. Uh, another thing that happened in this match, which got a huge laugh, I think it was during Picture in Picture. Uh, Matt Jackson went to do the buckshot, but like falls and lands on his ass and then like looks around like, ooh. Brilliant. So he's mocking CM Punk here. So you got the biting, you got the GTS pose, the GTS being hit, the buckshot, the fuck CM Punk stuff. So it's a work. Is it a work? <laughs> it's a work, bro. We have our one friend, Big Tom. Shout out, Big Tom. Uh, he messages us every day and he's like, "It's a work. It's a work." You, you know, he made a compelling argument today, which was, "Fuck it." He got. He knew he had to give up the title. He got injured again. Yeah. So talk some let's shit. do this thing. Uh, I would hope that, uh, that, you know, all this stuff about it, it I, I just don't see how a fight and dog getting hurt and all that biting and stuff does anyone like real good. But I'm hoping that this either is the road to, oh, they've mended some fences and things. They realize we gonna make money. Mm. So we need to be on the same team here. And going forward, they still sell CM Punk merch. They took him off the video game cover, but like that's a they're thing. selling new CM Punk merch. They're selling new CM Punk stuff, yeah. like Christmas. But Christmas stuff is just coming out, so you know that yeah. stuff was like made like a few months ago. So it's like, uh, don't blame them for they still can make money off that mm. name. Of course, they sold shirts at the pay per view as well. But like, is this meaning that we're going in that direction? That when he's eventually healed and all that, that he is still intact, part of this company, and will be going forward, or? Is this the elite being the 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 uh, the jesters and the tricksters I mean, that they the, know? They've that, done this stuff. All I know. The time. Look at their track record. But for also, years. They, they do it with um, when they want to try and get something. Of like, course. They think when FTR were in 
NXT WWE. and WWE, they do all their stuff to like go yeah. with them and things. Obviously, something like legit has happened between yeah. these two. But um, I would, I mean, I want to see Punk back. Like at the end of the day, like I, and to be honest, even if it was a work, I don't care. I wasn't one of the journalists that reported it. It's it's been highly entertaining. Yeah, you know? I, 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 and it will it will be a, like a ref, like a new you're trying new things to build something. Right? I don't think it's a work. I don't but, think it's a work. But the yeah, the wrestling. But I think you can turn something. Legit you need to into turn it work, into something. Yeah, into and hey, if it's not, then these guys are just geniuses. Like, why not? What do you gain from from At this? At least everything? in this town. Yeah, like, it makes yeah. sense, especially. They knew the reaction they were going to get. Of course. So why not play into it? Why I think they're smart. Yeah, I just, I, again, I know. And I'm... fuck punk. <laughs> like, I, he, the guy's already mad. The guy's already made his mind up. I'm not going to, I can't make him more mad. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I know. I might, I might be in the minority, but I love this stuff. I thought it was, it was uh, rubbing the rhubarb the right way. Like, why not shake the tree? The tree's been shaken and broken and being trying to be fixed. And now they're back. And these guys being back adds to AEW. Like it instantly yeah. feels full instantly again. And these guys doing their stick being clowns and fuck, fucking around sending messages is the shit I like to see mm-hmm. and work or not work, which it's not, it's great. So, uh, it all ends with punk returning to team with FTR to take on the elite. You could, right? Yeah. Like that's the way you go when it mm-hmm. goes that direction. But yeah. Uh, Ridiculous stuff could see people not liking it, but it definitely got my oh, interest. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Renee Paquette comes out and says that due to the extent of Thunder Rosa's injuries and the length of time she's been out, uh, she is officially relinquishing the title, and therefore Jamie Hayder is the new women's Whoa. champion. No more interim. It is later announced that also because of the length of time, retroactively. Um, Tony Storm's reign will be known as women's champion, not interim. And she's like, oh man, could have told me when I was. <laughs> could we have not done this before? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm happy um, that they did this. I could see people being like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm just happy we got rid of this interim thing for sure. So I, I, I haven't minded the interim thing as much as other people. It's, it's what you do in sports, but also like it has, once it's got to a certain time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And move on. And I think it was the right move. And they got, they got like, Lightning in a bottle with Jamie Hayter right yeah. now. So, um, so Jamie goes to speak and Britt takes the mic Ooh. and introduces Jamie as the new undisputed AEW women's champion. And we never even considered the term interim. Now let the champ go to the ring. So yeah, kind of Britt like hyped for a friend, but also mm. like there are a lot of these things kind of teasing. I like it. Yeah. It's Jamie good. getting a bit. Okay, classic. Doing? I mean, it's the classic. We just saw Wardlow MJF. It's the classic Batista yeah. Triple H. Like, let me. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm the star. Let me yeah. talk. Even though you're the champ. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me talk. I, I like the little things like that. This leads to Jamie and Britt taking on uh, Tay Mello and Anna J. Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale. So Sky Blue's already ditched Madison Rain. Was that her partner? Yeah, yeah they were dressing the same and everything. It was weird. Are you making stuff up again? No, no, it was weird. So Nightingale and Sky Blue are a team now. Yeah. TJ, sorry, TJAS. TJAS. That's their name. Yep. And Britt and, uh, and Jamie. Jamie. Um, Jamie hits a, a double suplex to both TJ, 
Willow comes in and just kind of runs shop, taking out everyone. There's a Casadora into a splash from Sky Blue. And Sky Blue almost pins Anna Jay, but Jamie saves her. Willow comes in with a great looking Death Valley driver. And then there's a missed kick from Anna Jay. Like just it, one of her, like she twists the arm and does like a yeah. kick, but just was miles off. And Jamie came in, show her how it's done, just taking her pump head kicks. off. And then Mello hit a really nice pump kick of her own to Jamie. Sky hits the code red and then Britt bakes it, breaks it up and hits the stomp on Sky Blue to pick up the win. Uh, yeah, a pretty fun match. It, it got going and then I wanted it to keep going and then it ended. I was like, oh, I was getting into it. The sequence got really good. I, I felt think. like the first part of it was a little slow and it kind of awkward because, uh, TJ feel, sorry, TJ AS feels kind of cold. Yeah. And they're bad guys, but then Britt and Jamie are fighting them too in this match. So I was a little confused. It felt like maybe and they did. And Willow just aren't at that. Yeah, yet. yeah, but then, but then, as, as soon as it like hit this like mark, they were all hitting on on great great spots, and um, I I'd say it still didn't do. A, the only gripe is like it didn't make Jamie kind of stand out because Britt got the pin, but that's another like trickle down of what's going on. I think on. that was the main o- yeah. objective of this segment uh, because you then saw like Britt handing her the title yeah. and like. That little, pull. it was, it was subtle. It wasn't over the top, but yeah. like they're definitely doing that. Story. And when this happens, we'll all love it. Cause that's just the classic story of wrestling friends who break up and then they feud over. Yeah. Thing. And I can't wait for it. It'll be great. But build it for revolution. You can, have, sure. you need Jamie to have a couple of challenges. Absolutely. Who do you see for, um, I guess winter is coming. Like uh, Jamie's next. Yeah. I mean, I would go to a Willow Nightingale match uh, eventually just because I, I want to see that. I think Willow is someone that could be a great project down the line of being a pretty big star. Just, I know she's, she's still pretty young, but uh, works really well. I'm trying to think though for now, brain. You can Jay- also put her up against a, a heel. Jamie yeah. Right now. Like she, she could go against heels or baby faces. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously Nyla Rose has to be the first lady Kane, right? Yeah. Like, you gotta be the first challenger there. I wonder Athena. They're doing this like more oh, yeah. heelish gimmick with her. Right. I forgot about her. Yeah. Book that. Perhaps. Uh, Soraya has a gripe though. I just beat Brit. So yeah. I should get a shot kind of thing, but wouldn't give her the title necessarily. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Who, who else would you book Jamie with? There's got to be some other big man. I'm, I'm kind of, but like as Jamie's on a roll and I, you know, Tony being friends and all is like, you know, ha- would be happy for a friend, but it's almost like, oh man, Tony, you finally hit your like, Stride, you were you. You can rematch some, that as yeah. well because Tony was screwed out of it. True, and then like the interim thing. Yeah, like, I imagine maybe rematch at Winter is coming. Yeah, yeah, that makes which sense. would be pretty sweet. Yeah, um, and then we got to hear Jamie's. We didn't get to right. hear Jamie's music because no, Brit won. won it. Didn't get to dance today, guys. We see FTR and Top Flight backstage, and uh, Dax is basically bigging up Top Flight and says uh, that I feel you're going to take over tag team wrestling one day. And uh, Darius says, like, well, you're, you're an inspiration to us, but we want a dream match with you on Rampage, and you put those ROH titles on the line. So I think that's a pretty pretty big match, actually, for Rampage. Uh, FTR versus Top Flight. That sounds great. Yeah, uh, we, those guys uh, put on pretty good matches, and they do speak truth with the whole, like, they've hit a few bumps in the road with the brother being injured and stuff. So, yeah, I'm interested. In, I, I'll have to check this out. Yeah. Uh, still not getting any dynamite matches, but yeah. Di- yeah. Why can't these guys wrestle on this show again? It's because we have tag team champions. Yeah. 
And these guys are not, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. The acclaimed come out uh, wearing their new merch. Uh, Get it in time for Christmas. Scissor me under the Christmas tree. Dude, Love it. let them make all the money. Please, make all the money. Yeah. Make acclaimed band-aids, acclaimed I, everything. I don't blame them. Like, yeah. while they're hot, Dude, while they're over, it, every week put out a new show. Get it. Because get the bag. At some point, the bubble might burst. Exactly. So, yeah, get, get it, bro. Scissor, scissor all the way to the fucking bank, boys. We learned that... Uh, oh, yeah, you wrote down the rap here. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was kind of a soft rap, actually. I know at the pay-per-view, he had, like, double bars. It was a... It was a Hot 16 usually just does the eight. So here it was just him rapping about like the outcome of uh, Full Gear, which he mentions like Jamie and uh, MJF being new champs. And uh, then mentions that he broke up, that, that the, the acclaimed broke up Swerve and Keith Lee. And then if you, anyone who steps in line to face us will get their nuts slapped like Jeff Jarrett did at the pay-per-view, which may come into play later. So Billy Gunn, Daddy ass uh, reveals that his fingers are healed. He's he's yeah, cleared. Yeah. He's cleared to scissor. Medically cleared. Uh, Doc Samson cleared him, and he can scissor. And they go to scissor, but they're interrupted by the Satnam lads, Satnam Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Jay Lethal loses on pay per view and still shows up yeah. on Dynamite, but FTR can't wrestle on Dynamite. <laughs> and they're telling them to keep their names out of their mouths. When I do like how Jarrett enters the shot yeah. every time, just walking in, pacing around. The last outlaw. Yeah, I, I'm not bored of Jarrett yet. I, not yet. I like how you say uh, not, yeah, yet. not yet. Yeah, because yeah. everybody's mad that he's still here. He looks good in that. He looks hat. good. He looked good on Saturday. Let's yeah. not let's not lie about things. Um, don't wind me up. <laughs> so don't wind. Me that's up. It, that's his new one, right? Yeah, don't wind. Here me he up. said slap Max. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. So, uh, basically, tell them you better watch your backs because we hear so. You better Jay watch Lethal your butt, and, man. Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett going for the tag titles. Um, Fuck it. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Uh, I, I'm all right with that. Billy then gets on the screen, says, "Get that old ass off the screen," and says, "Yeah, I still got some pull here." So they do what I tell me, and now scissor me, daddy ass, and they all scissor as Taz is questioning. <laughs> Uh, how Daddy Ass scissors himself because he is Daddy Ass. They said, did he just say that in third person? They're like, <laughs> yeah, he, he did. So he said, scissor me Daddy Ass, but he is in fact Daddy Ass. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was dying laughing at this. Taz was on form tonight. <laughs> Taz, Taz was on one tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess, I mean, is that is that what they're setting up? Next week, Jay, let's go. Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I imagine, yeah. Jeff Jarrett should be tag team champions with Jay Lethal. Okay, let's do it. Um, unfortunately for the acclaimed... Uh, I, I'm coming around on Satnam Singh. Like, I'm, I'm down for Satnam and Satnam and Jarrett <laughs> have a thing going on. Uh, during his promo, the crowd were hot, yelling "TNA sucks." Yeah. So uh, Billy was like, kind of New Jersey loved TNA. They were big TNA. Yeah, we were chanting TNA. We, were just well, we weren't. TNA. We weren't, but the crowd. Were. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, come on, TNA. Into that. I love me some TNA. I thought that the Chicago crowd were rude to TNA. Billy was right there. Billy was a big part of TNA. He was like goading them in, like laughing when they were doing it. But then it's like, uh, Kip, Billy, yeah, Kip, come on, Kip Sop. <laughs> Kip Sop. Okay. What happened to Kip Sabian? Kip Sabian. Really uh, had a whole year building up to his new gimmick and then lost to pack and disappeared again. Uh, what was it? Over, Overrated and over it? Underrated and over it? Shallow ego. No, that was punk. I don't know. Over it. Over it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we go to the main event of the evening for the Ring of Honor title. Chris Jericho defending against Tomohiro Ishii. 
uh, commentary are talking about how they knew each other from pro wrestling war in Japan, wrestling and WAR, romance. and how Jericho was in the juniors division and Ishii was kind of one of his young boys. Yeah, which so. is nuts. I'm again two, two, uh, actually two of my favorites here, uh, Big Tom Ishii and Chris Jericho. And I liked how last was it Saturday when Jericho mentioned this match was happening and mentioned that Ishii was his young boy and young lion. He got me a coffee and carried my bags. And I was like, yo, how the, f- what? Both of these yeah. guys are old. What are you talking about? So, but it's, it, apparently it's true. Ishii, Ishii's got that Arn Anderson thing though, hasn't he? That he's always looked old. Fair. I think. Yeah, maybe. Uh, either way, I liked the fact that they went into like that history. Yeah. Get, just giving you, you don't even need to know these guys, but if you explain this, then it's like, oh, okay, cool. And, uh, Ian Riccoboni on commentary as well, kind of filling in the gaps there a little bit. But then, uh, Jericho starting off the match by flipping off the crowd and then flipping off Ishii and then like yelling, speaking to him in Japanese, but like speaking down on him mm-hmm. as if like the sen, what was it, senpai or whatever? Senpai, yeah. Oh man, I, I, I kind of, I, again, big Ishii fan. So I was like, all right, Ishii, slap this dude right now. And that's what he did. And they got right into a slap exchange that went on for a while. Ishii kicks him in the back. They go through chops. And then during the commercial break, it's just a chop exchange for the whole three minute break. Is this one of the, like, I know there was that one picture in picture where there's like destroyers through tables and shit, but this has got to be up there for one of the best. This is definitely a Jericho idea. Yeah. Because Jericho did the commercial break where, uh, he held the, uh, was Jericho for the whole the whole, the whole break. break, and this was definitely a thing he knew going into a match with Ishii. You're going to do the chop thing; it's an Ishii thing. Well, this so this let's is do crazy. It for the whole break, and then you're seeing in the little box Jericho's chest getting redder. And then we're going, is he bleeding? When it comes back, his chest is dog meat. It is literally he's been chopped so hard that his chest has ripped open in parts, and just like blood is yeah. pouring down. Crazy. This was. <laughs> disgusting and, then, and metal and hard and sick as fuck and then it 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 cut to ishii and it reminds me you know in i mean you see it in a lot of films but like in Shaun of the dead when they're using the cricket bat yeah and they're beating that Splatter. and you're just seeing the blood keep splattering on them yeah this was ishii here because it cuts to him and he's got these like flecks of blood his hand was covered him. in jericho's his head blood. was hand was huge and just covered in blood. yeah nuts um Jericho gets Ishii down with the clothesline, goes for his springboard drop kick, but gets elbowed in the head. And then Jericho hits a DDT to Ishii on the apron, which looked nuts. They're then trading. Oh yeah, sorry. This is this was crazy. They replayed this. I thought Ishii died. Yeah, landed on his head. They're then trading German suplexes in the room, uh, in the in the ring. Jericho hits a third one, and Ishii just collapses after. I thought this was a really nice setup for the. The line salt, actually, because they did it and Ishii's going to go and just falls. So Jericho looks and it's like, oh, you're there. Perfect. Hits the line salt, but Ishii kicks out on one. Ah! And which is always a great spot. One of Ishii's proper spots. Yeah. And the crowd like erupt at this point. There's a code breaker and then Ishii just kicks out. Jericho goes to the Judas effect, but Ishii blocks it and just hits this running lariat followed by the sliding lariat but Jericho kicks out Jericho then goes to the walls and Ishii bridges up on his neck to get out of it 
and then hits essentially a code breaker himself. Yeah, Ishii taking a page out of Jericho's book with a pretty nice looking code breaker here. This looked awesome. It was like a awesome. flying code breaker. It was an Ishii breaker. Uh, and then a lariat and Jericho kicks out. Ishii now goes for his boxing elbows and, uh, and goes for bust. his jumping enziguri, but this gets blocked and the walls of Jericho gets applied again. Ishii rolls out onto his back. There's these elbow strikes from Jericho and turns him into this time the lion tamer. He's crunching that knee down on the head, yanking back, and Ishii taps. Damn, in what a main event match. Uh, yeah, this was awesome. This uh, blew the expectations out of the water for me. Uh, I've been saying Jericho's on this this great run this year, and this, this again kind of proved that to me. Uh, Ishii hasn't had the best year. I'm still recovering from his match against Evil mm. and that stink. And this was good. This was Ishii's best showing in AEW by far, by a mile. The match with Adam Cole was 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 okay, but didn't get to the next level. This got. I think even adding the funny chop battle through PNP makes it even something a bit more special. But this was fantastic, man. Jericho and Ishii are like you know vets of the game, and here they are just went out and. Killed each other. Jericho looked like he was having the time of his life. And no interference. No Jericho appreciation. And it's the second time in a row, I think, where yeah. Jericho's just won clean. Yeah, he won clean. So, like, he's going off that he's the the, the ring of honor, the wrestling champion. Yeah, I, I thought this was excellent. I, I love Ishii's style. And, uh, yeah, his, his year hasn't been... I think it was... Obviously, there was the Wrestle Kingdom stink, but... The format of the G1 this year, with having more people in the four groups, it meant there were the less matches so Ishii didn't have as many opportunities to have that like yeah you know nine g1 matches where you're putting banger after banger I yeah i think it was like five or something so you missed out on that kind of epic g1 run from Ishii. and i get the feeling with jericho he's just doing bucket lifts list stuff you know anything that's hot i want to like last year it's like all right i'll face nick gage he seems hot at the moment yeah like i'll Ishii. he's someone that everyone goes on about and has good matches with. I want an Ishii match. I want a Suzuki match. You know, I, I love it. And I think he's um, y- like, you can make an argument for Jericho being one of the wrestlers of the year. I, I would, man. He's putting on really top quality stuff. Yeah. And this, this felt like I got a, a proper Ishii match. I did. This is what I mean. I finally got a proper Ishii match in AEW. Not, not slight in the other ones, but this one definitely hit. And I'm so happy it was Jericho. I do think he's had one of, he, he has been my favorite wrestler. Definitely when I was a kid, got into wrestling. And I just think this year has been awesome for him. And it feels like it's been so long because some of the Jericho appreciation stuff with the BCC has dragged and not been good. But then you just look at some of these TV matches that he's had and they have been fantastic and then anarchy in the arena thing which was also like pretty groundbreaking wrestling fun wrestling stuff so he's just had his hands on everything this year and proving that he is he's one of the goats honestly i love this but but ishii you know we fucking love ishii and i just thought they brought it the the chemistry was great dare i say run this fucking match back at wrestle kingdom do it add it ishii needs something to do jericho needs something to do why not (laughs) book it yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the rest rest of the card is. Rest For that, Because yeah. it's just one night this year. Exactly, well. so yeah. Uh, but man, I really loved this match. I, Jericho was split open. I thought a fucking uh, alien xenomorph was going to shoot mm-hmm. out of his chest during this thing. I've never, like, we've seen it get red this year because he's been getting chopped a lot. But 
to bleed, yeah, <laughs> like to be busted I open. Seen this that's much amazing. Yeah. Like he was bleeding, and that's 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 badass. Uh, this episode, uh, well, oh after sorry, the match, oh yeah, Jericho goes to the top, and he's gonna be. He's still trying to beat up Riccaboni. So he goes over to, to attack Riccaboni when Claudio comes out with a right hand, nailing Jericho. And I assume that's the, the final battle match. Yes. So uh, I imagine Ring of Honor title on the line, Jericho versus Claudio. At final battle. Yeah, yeah. final battle. Uh, so, yeah. And then they go off the air with with that. So a pretty... Interesting episode of Dynamite. There was some some really good wrestling. Loved that main event. Loved the uh, six man tag. And then you had, of course, like the elite stuff with the whole punk teases. And then you had the regal stuff with Mox. This whole episode felt like a kind of new, fresh start into the next kind of chapter in, yep. in, of this year. So uh, I really enjoyed it. There, it, it wasn't my favorite episode, but it definitely had stuff that keeps me flowing and keeps me really intrigued on where the next couple of months go for aw it had two great matches and a great in-ring segment and i think that's enough for a show and nothing else nothing else stunk like i i enjoyed i enjoyed um yeah page and starks for what it was i enjoyed the six women for what it was but two like really top top quality matches and i really dug the opening as well yeah uh solid solid stuff and i'm happy that like going forward you know the punk stuff was kind of a, a downer as as a fan i mean this guy comes in being this like white knight leading the charge and then kind of seems like he's pissing all over it and i know there's like false prophets yeah right. false prophets for sure man it definitely is that vibe and i'm not saying like he shouldn't come back but i think he could right some wrongs and and turn it into money and entertainment for us uh fans so i'm hoping it's that way but uh for now i'll enjoy the elite guys uh being being funny and uh, joking on Punk's name at his expense. But yeah, fun episode of Dynamite, and uh, we'll see where they go in the next little while. But uh, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to hear from MJF next week, too. I'm sure he'll cut an all-timer. What was from... this email? What was the email? Right. It's the email like he sent Regal all these years yeah. ago, right, in that promo? So, yeah, uh, good stuff. And uh, that was Dynamite. That, that was, was BD Elite. Uh, thanks for listening to us talk about dynamite and chopping it up we hope you enjoy hanging out with us wherever you may be you could be in your car you could be in your shower in bed you could be watching us on youtube we appreciate it and uh, all the likes retweets subscribes subscribes all that stuff we appreciate you guys uh, we will be back doing this next wednesday night for one last bd elite before we uh, kick off our our new our new chapter our new era, going yes. into the future. So, uh, yeah, join us next Wednesday night. We'll be going live for BD Elite. Uh, we will be going live Tuesday night as well for uh, Up Next yes. after NXT. So follow the Twitch and YouTubes and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash Up Next. It's only five bucks, guys, to hear all the podcasts that we do. Retro pay-per-view reviews, NXT reviews, movie reviews. It's all up there in the back catalog. The RSS feed goes right into your phone. It's like nothing. And you get access to us talking your ear off so yeah you do that's it do it that's all thank you guys so much uh up next podcast on twitter i myself brain harrington on twitter instagram at the bray d and you can find me at davy portman that's it that's all take care goodbye be safe and shout out little bow wow oh boy
You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hey there. BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.